The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility. Responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Just a few weeks away from the 2021 NFL Draft, uh, I am certainly excited to be talking more about the draft with each of you. You know, we talk about it here and there, but of course, free agency has an impact on what the Bills will do. Uh, You think the last time we really talked about the draft, we went through a live three-round mock with you, and that was at the beginning of March. At that time, I, for one, certainly thought Matt Milano was not going to be back with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I thought John Feliciano might be. I wasn't sure what was going to happen with Daryl Williams. And here we are now that all three are back in Buffalo, as well as Levi Wallace, Isaiah McKenzie, And we've seen other signings with guys like Mitchell Trubisky, Emmanuel Sanders, and Matt Breida. Now, as we talk about the draft, and especially in the first round with pick 30, it's certainly going to be interesting for the Bills and what they can do. And I say that because, you know, every time with the draft, we talk about best player available. And this seems like the first time, and at least as long as I can remember, that the Bills do not have a glaring hole on the roster. Now, I know some fans will disagree with me. They'll say, well, defensive end is a glaring hole, or maybe you need a defensive tackle. Maybe they're not sold on the offensive line, or even if they talk about running back. But I think when you talk about a glaring hole, right, I'm not talking about something that, hey, you could use an upgrade here. When I say a glaring hole, it's along those lines of there is nobody that can really fill this spot. Let's say, for example, if Matt Milano did hit free agency, did sign with another team, and the Bills really came into this season where you know they had Tremaine Edmonds, A.J. Klein, Tyrell Dodson. I would consider that more of a glaring hole for the team at linebacker compared to some other things that they have right now. Fans want to talk about defensive end. Do I certainly think that can be an area for an upgrade? Of course I do, right? That's, that's an area that we can, can see some improvement for the Bills. But you still have Jerry Hughes. You have Mario Addison. You have A.J. Epinesa. You signed F.A. Obeda. I mean, you've got guys that have played at an NFL level. Maybe in some situations with some of these guys, you're talking about it being at average or maybe slightly below average. But it's not that you're coming out with a bunch of undrafted free agents or late-round picks or guys with no experience in the NFL. Where I go with this ties into our Mocking the Bills article that we had earlier this week 
where we asked the readers to make the choice on who they think the Bills should pick at 30. We did it a while back in February. The first time we did it, Zavin Collins from Tulsa was the pick at linebacker. And I think most fans saw the need to get a linebacker early in the draft because they were expecting Matt Milano to be gone. Granted, Zavin Collins is more in that Lorenzo Alexander mold than the Matt Milano type of clone. But I think as you identify the need, right, it was linebacker that was truly seen as a fit for the Bills. Now, as we come into it, so many guys have re-signed. Other additions have been made to the roster. I presented five different players to Buffalo Rumblings readers to get their take on. I'll run through them real quick, and then I'll add a little bit of commentary. Um, Travis Etienne, the running back from Clemson, obviously a popular name. Gregory Russo, the defensive end from Miami. Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle from Alabama. Eric Stokes, the cornerback from Georgia. And Creed Humphrey, the interior offensive lineman. Um, He could play center. He could play either guard position from Oklahoma. These are five guys that when I go through mock drafts, ideally all five of them are available. Sometimes things will look a little bit different. Maybe ETN goes before then. Some scenarios where Stokes is not available. But you guys know I'm a fan of the Draft Network and what they do. You go to their mock draft simulator. And with that, these five guys are usually choices that you have. And what I would identify as five positions of need for the Bills. Now, as I put it to the readers at Buffalo Rumblings, um, they made their choices. And uh, I guess I'll say I wasn't too surprised with what came about. At the time that we're recording, 2,636 of our readers chimed in and made their pick. Um, Coming in fifth place was Christian Barmore the defensive tackle from Alabama with 140 votes. I'm a bit surprised that fans are not talking about defensive tackle too much. Um, Earlier in the week, I was on with Pat Moran, the Talking Buffalo podcast. Always great to spend some time with Pat. And we talked about defensive tackle as a position that fans are not paying enough attention to, in my opinion. Quentin Jefferson being gone. um, Ed Oliver, we're looking to have him take that next step. Justin Zimmer kind of burst onto the scene with some nice splash plays last year, but um, obviously a bit of an unproven commodity right at the NFL level. Starla Tulele coming back. What will he look like for the Bills? Um, Vernon Butler is back, right? But many of us thought that he might be a cap casualty and be off the team this year. And Harrison Phillips is in the final year of his deal. And Butler's in the final year of his deal as well. So, This is not a great defensive tackle class. I can understand if fans say they don't want the Bills to address DT in round one, but I certainly hope they would do something at least in round two or round three. Uh, The fourth place voting, Creed Humphrey, interior offensive lineman, 149 votes. I consider that a similar situation to something like Barmore. Fans identify that offensive line is a need for this team. You've got, you know, this could be Mitch Morris's last season with the Bills if they want to get out of his contract after this year. John Feliciano's deal obviously puts them in a position to get out of it after the 2021 season. Um, I will say this in defense of Feliciano, though. I I hear some fans have talked about his play in 2020. You have to remember, he was coming off a pec injury that he came back from quicker than many thought would happen. In many situations, that is a season-ending injury. 
and he came back to finish the season. So I do expect to see some improved play from him in 2021, but that's a topic for another day. But the thing I do like about Humphrey, he gives you that insurance policy really at center or either guard position. Um, you know, this is a guy that you could see being a starter for for 10 years uh, coming in. And he might be a guy that kind of slips into the second round at some point. Some people might consider this a bit of a reach, but at pick 30, if you can get a sure thing of a guy that can step in and start on your offensive line, maybe challenge someone like Cody Ford or Feliciano for that starting spot. Again, you never really know with Mitch Morris and some of his injury history. Um, I'm a little bit higher on Creed Humphrey than others. And the third spot was Travis Etienne. He got 621 votes, 24% of all that were cast. Um, Etienne, you guys know, is obviously somebody I love, and you think that ability to upgrade the running back position. Every time I talk about someone like Etienne, and it's not the perfect comp, so don't like be rolling your eyes as you're listening to this, but I could look at the Bills' backfield and see Zach Moss being in the vein of Mark Ingram and Travis Etienne being the Alvin Kamara, Devin Singletary being that third back. But really those two, you know, when when you talk and people will say, oh, you don't need another running back. This is a passing offense, Bob. You know, obviously when the Saints had Ingram and Kamara, it's not like Drew Brees was sitting back there just handing the ball off left and right. They were one of the most prolific passing offenses in the NFL. So when we talk about this ATN, someone that can be that home run threat, can be a receiver out of the backfield. You know, for someone like Moss, yeah, he's going to be maybe that number two back in that type of a scenario, maybe getting 10 to 12 carries a game. I think that can be an effective pairing, maybe a little bit more of a luxury. I've said that before. And I think based on this voting, there's enough Buffalo Bills fans that are intrigued in what he could do to help the team. But maybe, again, a bit more of a luxury. Um, In the second spot, Eric Stokes getting 31% of the votes, 888 of our readers had him being the pick at number 30 for the Bills. Speedy cornerback from Georgia. And I think this is a pick that is going to gain more traction in coming weeks amongst Bills fans. And I'll say in the mock draft community, you know, the ability to add Stokes on a rookie contract, I think, you know, with that fifth-year option, right, for five years across from Tredavious White, um, that gives you a low-cost option and an upgrade over Levi Wallace. You know, you've got... Big contract for Tredavious White. You've got the contract extensions, which took place for Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. To add Stokes or a rookie cornerback in this spot is going to be very popular. Uh, It's popular as, you know, many fans continue to talk about making upgrades to, to help defeat the Kansas City Chiefs and their passing attack. And someone like Eric Stokes would be a great fit there. In the top spot was Gregory Rousseau. Rousseau got 35% of the votes, 918 came in for Rousseau as the pick. And and I'll say this, I don't know if it's even so much that Rousseau was the guy as opposed to the Bills need to add a pass rushing defensive end and whoever you put in that position, whether it was him or Jalen Phillips or Aziz Ojolari, that that would have been the most popular choice. Now, when this article came out, it was before the Miami Pro Day. Rousseau left a little bit to be desired with with his day, right? He sat out the 2020 season, so many would expect him to um, to maybe have performed better in his 40-yard dash with some of his athleticism scores. Um, 
I, I always wrestle with that just a little bit, right? Because, I mean, we see sometimes guys that are absolute freaks and test off the charts that go on to have great careers, and we see guys that are just workout warriors, and it doesn't translate to the field. With Rousseau not having played in 2020, it makes it a little bit difficult, right? You're just looking at that 2019 tape and what he did and was an absolute monster for Miami in 2019. 15 and a half sacks, 19 and a half tackles for loss, six foot seven, 265 pounds, an absolute beast. I'll say this though, if his pro day numbers, you know, if he ran in the four fives and his vertical was better in his three cone and all these things that people put so much stock into, maybe he's not there at 30 then. You know, now it's a position where he is there and he will continue to be a popular name towards the end of the first round. Because again, de- defensive end, it's a it's a premier position. So if he was testing off the charts, you would see him going much earlier. Jalen Phillips ran a four five five. He is not going to be there at thirty, despite the any character concerns that might be there, or concussion issues, or injury history. He's not going to be there at thirty. So Gregory Rousseau really came in again the leader. Thirty five percent of the votes, nine hundred eighteen of our readers really identifying him as the pick for the Buffalo Bills. So at least as the fans go, right, I think you can tell by the voting. 35% for Gregory Rousseau, the the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to what our readers at buffalorumblings.com see as the top need for the Buffalo Bills. Not far behind it with the 808 votes. Eric Stokes, the cornerback from Georgia. Those are the top two areas of need. And third, Travis Etienne, 24%. A bit more of a luxury, I see that. And our readers certainly not interested in addressing the interior offensive line or interior defensive line in the first round. As I said before, I think that is something that many of us want the team to address, but maybe just not with that first round pick. You think of the first round, you want a little bit of that that splash selection to take place. And of course, a, uh, a very athletic cornerback, a high-producing defensive end, albeit a raw one, or an electric weapon at running back. Those three guys would fit the bill. So I certainly want to know what you guys think. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Anthemarino at any time. Let me know your thoughts on the draft. Maybe there's somebody not included here that you thought would be a better pick. Or maybe it's a different position. Maybe you really look and say, hey, don't sleep on wide receiver. Cole Beasley's not getting any younger. Emmanuel Sanders, certainly, you know, coming in on a one-year deal. Maybe you need to do some more there. Or maybe you talk about the linebacker depth and think that there's something that the Bills can do in that spot or safety being a sneaky need as Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, um, you know, getting towards the end of their their careers, I guess you could say. Still performing at a high level, though. So my head is certainly not going there yet. One thing I do need to ask you guys to do is, uh, is to rate – and review the podcast here, you, wherever you get your podcast, right? You can give us a five-star review. You can write your thoughts on Buffalo Rumblings and the great podcasts that we have. Uh, you know, we've added some new talent to the roster. We got the Overreaction Podcast with my man, Joe Miller, doing a fantastic job. And make sure you also check out our YouTube page. Um, just search Buffalo Rumblings on YouTube and you'll get the great content we have coming each and every week. So, I'm going to get out of here now. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on the podcast too so you don't miss any of our great shows. I'm going to head out, but as always, go Bills.